From Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning, focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio. That's me. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made. Appreciate you all being with us on the Bishop's Hour as we launch our 24th year on the air, and we greatly appreciate everybody who has helped us along the way, especially you, the listeners, and some of our great guests. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And right now we're glad because I'm looking across the table at Dylan Shea, one of the speech contest winners uh, from St. John, Notre Dame, and Folsom. Dylan, good day to you. Hi, thank you for having you, me. You have the gold microphone. Yep. You know, that's kind of special. Yeah, it's yeah. very special. Yeah, you could, it only recognizes truth. So <laughs> so tell us, ab- tell us about the uh, contest. Um, well, the contest was the diocesan speech contest. I was selected out of 80 kids from my school. It was me and my friends, and we were both finalists in the competition. And how did, how did it work? Was it in person? Yes, it was in person. We would have two contests, and then the third contest was for the finalists. And they gave you a prompt having, having to do with uh, uh, maybe a saint-to-be. Yes, it was Carlo Acutis, and mm-hmm. we had to focus on his quote and how social media impacts our lives. And so when you got that quote, what, what did you think? I read that quote, and I thought, boy, I could go about 20 different directions with this. Well, what I really thought was how we all come into this world, how God made us, mm-hmm. which is original, and how we all try and focus our lives to be like other people, and we die how we want to be, and not how God made us to be, originals. Very good. So, how do you put together your speech? Well, me and my teacher, well, my two teachers were very helpful, and we started brainstorming. I had one original speech, and then we made it into what it is now, and we came up with ideas and just started brainstorming on how social media impacts our lives, and we just went based off of that. So, tell us about you. What grade are you in? I'm in eighth grade. Eighth grade. Do you have a high school picked out? Um, I hope to go to Jesuit. Okay. Uh, do you have a college picked out yet? No, no college yet. You haven't dreamed about it yet? No. Good. Well, you're, you're fairly close to Jesuit there in Folsom. Yeah. Not too far away. My oldest son went to Jesuit. That's a good school. It's a great school. Um, tell us a little bit about what, like, what's, what's your favorite subject in school? Um, my favorite subject is probably English or math. Very good. Very good. Um, those are two that I didn't like very much. Uh, so what, what, what attracts you to those topics? Um, I like to write and be like a storyteller mm-hmm. in English. And in math, I like how there's always one answer. <laughs> and it's always the right answer. Yeah, math is pretty unforgiving. It's either, it's either the right answer or the wrong answer. Writing's a lot different. So what kind of stuff do you write? Um, basically whatever my teacher tells me to is yeah. what gets me a good grade. But do you like, do you like writing like fiction or something by yourself? Um, not as much. I like art as well. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of drawing outside of school. Very good. And you have brothers and sisters? I have one brother. How He's in fourth how, grade. How old is he? He's 10. Do you pick on him? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I had older sisters. They picked on me. Yeah. And an older brother. Can you tell? No. <laughs> so you, have you been at St. John Notre Dame the whole time? Um, I came in kindergarten, but it starts in um, TK. TK now, yeah, yeah. 
So what what are you, what about extracurricular activities? Uh, stuff you're interested in in school? Um. Or even outside of school. Oh, I do soccer. Uh huh. I do um, competitive soccer for surf. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Are there sports teams at the school as well? There are, but none that I'm interested in. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I covered some soccer for uh, ESPN this fall, uh, college soccer, and it was very interesting and very exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, covered men's games and women's games. And So did you watch the World Cup? Yeah. Who were you rooting for? I was rooting for Brazil. Well, didn't happen, huh? No. <laughs> I was rooting for Iceland. Didn't happen. It didn't happen for them either. <laughs> my my son, uh, who's a volleyball player and he's in high school, he was rooting for Argentina because he had a friend and his mom was from Argentina. So our whole family, we had to adopt Messi and we had to root for Argentina, and they pulled it off. So what do you what do you, what position do you play in soccer? Um, I play center mid. Mm-hmm. And what does it what does a center mid do? Um, they try and control the game. And like make plays happen. So, is, is is that more an offensive position or a defensive position? It's, it's a mix of both. Kind of mix. Yeah. Very good. Very good. So, tell us about about your speech. Um. Well, my speech kind of just reflects how social media can like turn us into what we want to be, and less and less from what God wants us to be. But at the end, it also helps describe how we can become our true self again. So how do you put it all together? Uh, Do you do it during class time after school? Do you do it at home? Um, I did it after school. I came in during my um, breaks and lunches during school. Um, Sometimes in subjects, I would have to leave early. For like two weeks straight, it was basically every single day working on it and memorizing it and practicing it. And then you then you stand up in front of judges and a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Were your, was your mom there? Yeah. Yeah. My mom was there. Yeah. So, um, it, it, was that at St. James and Davis? Um. Yeah. So uh, that's my home parish. Um. So, is it nerve wracking? I mean, is it intimidating? I, do you have notes? Do you read it or do you just memorize it? Um, well, for the competition, I had to memorize it because if you had notes, it was obviously they would dock you off. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I used notes, I, there was no way I would make it all the way. So I had to memorize it all. And in front of the judges, they were very intimidating in the first and second round. But in the third round, when it was, like, everyone, it was a lot easier because I had, like, warmed up to it. Did the judges respond to you right afterwards? Uh, no, I don't think they wanted to interrupt or because I had to like walk down in a way after Mm -hmm. to let the next person go. And they were like scoring as fast as possible. So they never said anything. So do you know who the judges were? I mean, not by name, but were they uh, just community members? Was it? Um, I believe they were part of like a specific judging committee. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I've never seen any of them before. Yeah, and there were a lot of schools involved, right? I think nineteen, something like that. I I heard quite a few schools from the, from the diocese. I th- yeah, there were, it was like thirty seven. Thirty seven. Oh wow, wow. So, uh, had you heard of Carlo Acutis before? No, I never knew who he was before. This. He's kind of a rock star right now. I mean, everybody's talking about him. It's it's amazing. I think he, I forget 
the exact details, but I believe he died when he was about 15 and was very um, enamored of the Eucharist and did a lot of things on social media as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are you ready to uh, give us your speech? Uh, yeah. I'm sure everybody's waiting. Go ahead. Everyone, look at your thumb. Not the nail side. Do you see your fingerprint? Notice all of the different swirls and patterns. Have you ever realized that no one or will ever have the same fingerprint as you? Your fingerprint is original. In fact, everyone came into this world as originals. However, many of us lose our uniqueness when we're in front of a screen. We become our screen name or gamer tag. I know when I turn on a screen, I go from being calm, creative, and down-to-earth Dylan to crazy, conforming, over-the-top, zombie slayer 46. When you are in the virtual world, you can oftentimes fantasize being whatever. You can become like anyone or sometimes anything you want. You can become just like the celebrities you always watched on TV. You are no longer unique, but a copy of someone else. As Carlo Acutis stated, All people are born as originals, but many die as photocopies. You now have two personalities, one being your true self, the other being your virtual one. But online video games are not the only form of internet destroying people's originality. It's mainly social media. It's become a part of who we are and cannot be taken away. Instagram is a social media platform where you can post pictures, stories, and gain followers. People get caught up in posting photos, which is not bad. The problem is that they don't post them for their own enjoyment. We use lenses and filters that alter our appearance because we don't like what we see in our original features. Instead, we do it for what we think others will enjoy. The comments, likes, and dislikes mold us into what others want us to be and farther and farther away from what God intended for us. We hold ourselves to other standards and think we are not good enough. We begin to admire the fakeness of ourselves and never find our true selves until we reach heaven. But there is a way back to our unique self. Carlo, an Italian teen, traveled this path. Even though he was born in the midst of social media, he was never tempted away from his Christ-centered self. This is what he showed on social media. He did not do it for others. He did it for what Christ wanted him to be. Unique, original, just like a fingerprint. Thank you. That's very, very good. I like how you used the fingerprint. I was I was seeing I saw something in the news the other day about a guy who studied snowflakes. And he was the one who had discovered that none of them were alike and, and he actually collected snowflakes and photographed them to prove how how different they were. And it's interesting that God gave us fingerprints. It's kind of preceded DNA, I guess, you know, but um, no, no two people have those same fingerprints. That's it. That, was, that was really nice the way you tied that all together. So is there more uh, competition beyond this? This, uh, was the, this was the final of the final. Yeah. There, like, once you... This was it. There was no yeah. like, anything bigger than this. Yeah. So, what are your what are your hopes and dreams? What do you want to be? Um, 
I don't really know what I want to be when I grow up. I guess I just want to be thing. successful, maybe. <laughs> that's, a gr- that's a real good thing. <laughs> I wanted to be a professional baseball player. And then I found out I couldn't hit a curveball, and that was kind of the end of that. But, but no, that's that's great. That's great. So, you finish school this year, and then it's maybe Jesuit, maybe someplace else, and mm-hmm. you wait have to wait to hear from Jesuit. Yep. Should be interesting. Yeah, Lori, uh, why don't you come in here for a minute? Uh, grab grab the microphone. Dylan's mom, Lori Shea. Pull that up pretty close. There you go. There I am. You must be very proud. Very proud. Yeah. Very much. Tell us a little bit about your boys. Oh, my husband and I have been very blessed with two great kids. Um, Dylan, in particular, has always been very self-motivated, mm-hmm. driven. Uh, never a kid that we've had to really bring too far back onto the straight path. So he's a rule follower, gets great grades does it all on his own, figures it out. He's very, very focused kid. And this this did not surprise me, but anybody that would have known Dylan probably at school over the years was probably surprised by this side of him because he's typically been more of a quiet kid at uh-huh. school. Mm-hmm. So this was a different side that the world got to see that everybody in our house gets to see all the time yeah, so yeah. it was really oh, it was great. very nice to see no it's 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 funny uh i know with my own kids it's uh sometimes it's a school project or something maybe something in the community w- that brings out something that that they're a little too shy to show otherwise you know it, uh, almost it forces them out force forces it out of them i was just telling one of my friends actually who i've known since college and she was like oh are you ready for you know him to go off to high school and i said actually him going through the process of this speech contest and then doing the application actually a jesuit which it's you don't just sign up to that's go to right. jesuit <laughs> that's, right. that's exactly right <laughs> And the essay and doing the video um, that he had to submit, really watching him from behind my camera lens, uh, he's ready and I'm ready. I can remember when he went off to kindergarten and thinking, oh, my baby, and how I never thought I'd be ready for him to go. But when you see your child ready, you as a parent are ready to let them go. And St. John's has prepared him so well and... I think, you know, to pat myself and my husband on the back, we've done a great job, and he's just, he's hardwired well. Mm-hmm. So I have no doubt he will be spectacular. That's great. T- tell us a little bit about St. John Notre Dame. Well, we started there. We used to live in Elk Grove, and then we moved to Folsom 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, Dylan was, uh, he was going through the Montessori preschool system, mm-hmm. So he came as a kindergartner, and really, we've been through Sue Halfman was mm-hmm. the original principal, and now it's Keith Martin, and we've really seen the school evolve. Yeah, yeah. It's you know it's really changed a lot I mean, for the better these right. these years, and how much bigger it's become. And then, of course, we've all lived what we've lived these past couple of years, and right. our school has grown even more. Yeah, in fact, as I understand it, COVID, because the Catholic Catholic schools in this diocese figured out a way to stay open for the most part. I mean, they did go to virtual, but they went right away, uh, and uh, it made such a difference that a lot of people wanted to be a part of it. We were very blessed at our school because I cannot imagine having towed that line much longer uh, with the homeschooling. So 
Um, and it was amazing. He was in fifth grade at the time, and his our school, our kids came home that Friday, and I swear it was like they came home with every piece of paper and wrapper from their desk. And, and they hit in, the ground even, running Monday. Even that going Monday. into Friday morning, they didn't know there wasn't going to be yeah, school on Monday. Yeah, and they were ready to go. And they were having full days at the time. Yeah. Uh, it morphed over, you know, and to have the servers not be stressed. They ended up changing kind of the timing of the lower grades and the upper grades. But our kids were going full day. Yeah. The, it I mean we hit the ground running. We did not miss a beat, and you can tell. Yeah. Our you know our our kids didn't miss a beat. Yeah. And I was very very proud, and I had a whole other respect for our school at that point. Yeah. Everything I heard. I mean, here you have teachers doing double duty, mm-hmm. and and then and then in the fall, some some were still doing virtual, and you got the same teachers doing doing in person and doing. And it was you know one of the principals told me that it was a sense of mission for all of them. That that's. I wasn't just hired to teach. I was hired to teach under whatever circumstances, and they didn't hear any complaints. No, I, I, teachers, they're, they're really a, a second parent to mm-hmm. the children, and it really is. It's a vocation. Yeah. It's not a job. It's a vocation. Yeah, no, it is, <laughs> I, and, and it's I have wonderful. good friends who are teachers. I have, I have actually cousins and many relatives who are teachers, and I've always had a respect for it. But, wow, watching it, and especially watching it through my friends' eyes during those times, I have a whole other respect for it. Yeah, yeah, they really did a. I mean, to to, to think that uh, Friday the th- Friday the thirteenth mm-hmm. of March, uh, the kids came home from school and and in the Catholic schools they were ready to go. Most most of the schools and and you know we big supporters of public schools too. And off awful lot of Catholic kids go to public school, but um, and and we root for all of them. The, but. Most of them were off about a month before they decided to do it and didn't know what they were going right. to do. There was no, there, there was anything, um, but uh, the Catholic schools uh, were just, they were ready to go. And it didn't surprise me. You know, I, I'm mm-hmm. from Erie, Pennsylvania, and I went to Catholic grade school myself, Catholic high school. And, you know, it's they just, you figure it out. Yeah. Hardworking. Yeah. <laughs> well, and... So your your other son goes to does he go to St. John Notre yes. Dame as well? Mm-hmm. So yes. he would be uh, fourth grade. Fourth grade, okay, yes. great, great. You know, y- you mentioned that, that you weren't ready for him. You know, when they're kindergarten. You know, and uh, I I remember with 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 one of my daughters where there's a picture of me holding her near the beach, and she's five months old, and I remember saying to my wife. If this is as old as they got, not that they were going <laughs> to die, but if this was as old yeah. as they got, I'd be completely happy because I'm so in love with her, you mm-hmm. know. And and then you know, and, and then they get older, and you and you look you look at some of the old Christmas pictures or some of the old toddler pictures, and you get that that bittersweet kind yep. of. And yet, you know, you say, well, if we could freeze this moment, but which moment would you have frozen? You because know, for one, me, we have this yeah. thing we call the wall of shame in our house because, <laughs> of course, when our family was younger, we had the annual pictures taken for sure, the Christmas sure. cards or whatever. And there's one picture of Dylan in particular. He has a baseball hat on backwards, but it was done. It was a professional picture, mm-hmm. but it's a very casual picture of him. And I believe he's four in that picture. And I recently told him, I said, you will always be that age in my eyes. Wow. Always. Yeah. Yeah. And I can remember my mom saying that to me, too. It just doesn't matter. They're no, always it, it, when you think of your child, you always think of them at a certain point in time. And that will that picture will be 
for me how I'll always know yeah, him. I, I remember looking at a, a Christmas picture the other day, and I said, there's a kid missing. And my wife says, Mickey wasn't born yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that means you, <laughs> you have know, a lot of children. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> No, because you get, you know, you get like you go to the park Mm -hmm. and they were all close in age too. you know, you go to the park and, you know, they're they're going six different ways and you're counting. Come on. Where are they? Where are they? Okay, I got to the right number. You know, but but, you know, we we talk about what what age would you have frozen them? And I remember when when our oldest daughter got an acceptance letter to the college she wanted to go to crying and, and, and I thought. If we'd frozen that moment when she was five months yeah. old, we'd have never had this moment. I'm know. really enjoying, I have to say, and he's probably going to be embarrassed, but I'm really enjoying Dylan at this age because mm-hmm. he's always been somebody that was very easy to talk to adults, um, and he could converse very well, and parents and you know, friends would say, oh, my gosh, he just, you know, he could, he's just so he's well-spoken. A, well, he's well-spoken, and are, but the brains act. Well, We're yeah, working. now it's he working. can actually go, yeah. and I can remember being like in high school debating with my parents about things. I guess maybe it's this generation; they have <laughs> access to more information. But well, that's true. Yeah, he's. But I, I love just being in the car, even just driving down here today, just to be able to talk with him is great because yeah. he's an actual thinking, opinionated. And he will speak up if he does not agree. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, you know, and I, that's that's one thing I cherish about my kids is 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 they will they'll speak up if they if they don't agree whether it's a social issue or and and then you can have some real good not debates but discussions mm-hmm. and and understand because they're they're getting a lot of peer influence as they get older, you know, and is not necessarily bad influence, you know. But they're getting a lot of different, especially in California, I think, of we're getting, getting a lot of different ideas uh, thrown at you. And so um, rather than just saying, no, we're not going to talk about that. This is the way it is, you know, right. um, because they may be hearing something else and they wonder. And well, that, that's and great. Right, that's, that's free will. Yeah, but exactly right. You know, one of the things, and I leaned over to my husband at that speech competition, and I said, and I whispered to him, like, this is why we sent him to uh-huh, Catholic uh-huh. school. Mm-hmm. You looked at all of those kids, and they're all going to do great. Oh, yeah, they are. And it's it's your company that you keep, and it's the community that you're in, and it's it's the moral compass that you're given. Yeah. Um, and influenced and it's always running it's like an app right it's always running (laughs) in the background but that is for me why we why we're on the catholic school path because that's what we want we want that running in the background at all times not to say that they wouldn't be because i of course i you know i'm biased but i think my kids are great However, it's always great to have something running in the background. Yeah, my, my two <laughs> oldest kids went to St. James and Davis and uh, elementary. And the, the thing I liked was it was like a family, you know, yeah. if, and, and not that they were any problem. But, but if, if something was if, – if a teacher or principal, PE coach sensed that the kid was having a hard time, you get a phone call. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't afraid to say – or if – it didn't happen, but you know, if they said a cuss word on the playground or something, you'd hear about it. And and I think a lot of teachers nowadays are afraid to oh, sure. kind of cross that line. Well, it's free speech. It's this. It's that. You know, and 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 they can't do that. Whereas mm-hmm. in the Catholic school, they they have a, a, a standard of expectation, 
and and they want the parents to be part of that. Yeah, and I know that Dylan has, and I was always told too by like the older parents that I became friends with, even when Dylan was younger. And they were always like, oh, you wait till you get to the middle school. You think it's great now. You wait till you get to our middle school teachers. And Dylan has such respect for his teachers, and especially Miss Schiebert, that I mean, she's been at the helm there, I feel like, forever. Yeah. And um, she, they really have just, they've given him the tools. Yeah. And those are tools I could not have. I learned that during COVID for sure. I am mm-hmm. not meant to be a teacher. Oh, I, <laughs> but I learned he the same has thing. really I mean he, and he does. He has such respect for them and it's that is worth it. It's all worth it when you hear that because I'm like, yes. As he's ready to step out, you know, yeah. on his own. Well, you know, the thing I noticed when we had uh I think we had I think there were 6 or 7 total and we had we had all but two, and Dylan was one that, that couldn't make it because he was sick, and somebody else. I I think they might have gotten stuck in traffic or something that night that day, and but the the ones that were here, and they all went through their 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 speeches. It was it was the same prompt for all five kids, mm-hmm. and I, I just noticed it with Dylan too, that they all took a completely different tact. Yep. It's just, and you're right. Those are those are kids you're associating with mm-hmm. in your Catholic schools, and they're all going to do great. Mm-hmm. And but it was it was amazing how creative they all were. It, it wasn't like okay, well, this is obvious. I've got to I've got to go down this path. It was everybody came up just like he came up with the fingerprints, which yep. was brilliant. Yep, uh, that was a whiteboard moment at our <laughs> kitchen table. <laughs> I, I remember one of my daughters when she was in high school couple of years ago came home with like two A's for the semester and I said to her I said you in one semester got more A's than I did in my entire life <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> and you don't know where it came from you know it's like it's like how do you you know well you still had to have something to do with it so yeah yeah but, uh, <laughs> presu- pre- short. Pre- pre- presumably you did but there, there are times when your kids amaze you mm-hmm. you know and you think where did where did that come from? Yep, I can't wait to see what the future holds. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a that's a that's a great feeling to have, isn't it? Yeah. Well, Dylan, um, appreciate you t- uh, coming in. Congratulations, and we're uh, we're looking for for great things for the future for you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. Thanks. Thanks very much, uh, Lori. Thanks for coming in. Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks for having them and. Uh, We'll look. We'll look. We'll just look forward. We'll be following that name. (laughs) (laughs) No pressure. No pressure. (laughs) We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more on the Bishop's Hour right after this. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Drop by and shop at their thrift store, a beautiful, beautiful thrift store at 2275 Watt Avenue. Open Mondays through Saturdays from 10 to 8 and Sundays from 11 to 6. They also accept donations at the store, donations of furniture, appliances, clothing, books, everyday household items. Your donations help to fund the many projects of the St. Vincent de Paul Society throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Do such wonderful, wonderful work, and the thrift store is uh, one of the the ways they uh, raise the funds to help people throughout the diocese, and also uh, many of their clients are able to access the uh, thrift store for uh, items that they need. You can uh, give them a call. They will come pick it up as well, but you can uh, give them a call. They're at 916 
972-1212. And remember, again, the thrift store is open uh, seven days a week at 2275 Watt Avenue right here in Sacramento. Well, Bishop Soto refers to Christ the King Retreat Center as the jewel of the diocese, and indeed it is. What a beautiful oasis it is. It's located in Citrus Heights, uh, right in the hustle and bustle of the city, and you feel like you're getting away from it all when you uh, turn off the main road and just uh, uh, come into Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center. Christ the King has served Northern California and the Diocese of Sacramento for over 60 years through parish weekend retreats, individual spiritual direction, and a variety of other programs. For information on all the programs that they offer, including residential programs, give them a call. They're at 916-725-4720, or you can visit them at 6520 Van Maren Lane in Citrus Heights. And we certainly thank uh, the St. Vincent de Paul Society and Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center for their fine and long-standing support of the Bishop's Hour. We'd like to thank all the wonderful people and organizations, uh, businesses in town uh, and throughout the Diocese of Sacramento who have provided underwriting for the Bishop's Hour. Uh, some in the last few years, some uh, have been with us for a very long time. If you would like to be an underwriter for the Bishop's Radio Hour, uh, it's a wonderful opportunity to, to support this mission and also to support the diocese and also uh, to get some uh, recognition for uh, your organization or for your business. The easiest way to do this is to uh, give us a shout, send us an email, radio at scd.org, and we can give you all the details about uh, helping to underwrite the Bishop's Radio Hour. Again, that's radio at scd.org. Uh, this is Bishop William K. Wiegand, the Bishop Emeritus of Sacramento, and you're listening to the Bishop's Hour with Bob Denning. Thank you, Bishop Wiegand, for all of everything you've done for us here in the Diocese of Sacramento and continue to do. It's been just a... Just a such a blessing to have you, and thanks for that wonderful introduction. Well, we're joined by Moses De Leon, who is the Associate Director of Family and Respect Life Ministry here in the Diocese of Sacramento. Moises? Hello, Bob. How are uh, you? Doing good. Moises' office is just basically across the hallway. <laughs> yes, it is. So, safe travels here over to the studio. <laughs> yes. How are things treating you? Uh, in so far. Year? So far, pretty good. Have you written uh, down 2023? Uh, no, you're still writing 2022, right? When yeah, you're sometimes, check sometimes. You're, yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's, it usually takes me like three months to yeah, get used I to know. the new year. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't believe it's 2023. I say that every year. Yeah. <laughs> and I was right, and every other year it wasn't 2023. True, but, but now it is. Yeah. Don't worry. 2020, uh, 2024 is just around the corner. I know. Next thing you know, it's going to be here already. And that's a, a leap year and an Olympic year. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. It's going to be busy. A, a presidential year, everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, all kinds of things happening this month. Mm -hmm. January is always the busiest month uh, for the Respect Life office. Right. Uh, especially because uh, one of the major uh, days or events that we have is the Walk for Life right. in San Francisco. Uh, so that's one of the things that has been uh, shaping what we do in January for the Respect Life months. Uh, I know in January we started with the novena on January 11th. Uh, and so moving forward, we kind of wanted to 
offer different activities for people to join us in different ways uh, leading up to the Walk for Life. Right. Uh, there's many people that do not go to the Walk for Life, so that's why we have the Novena, uh, so people can find a parish if they want to go and pray. And also uh, activities for our young adults through uh, into the mix. And for those who really want to uh, attend the Walk for Life, we have the buses mm-hmm. that we're sponsoring this year. Uh, one of the things that we're doing is in, in encouraging is more people. It, it is the it's, it's the first for since I think three or four years. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that we're we're happy to to do is as the pandemic we're getting away from the pandemic is offering that. Uh, and one of the things we're trying to do is offering it for free for the youth uh, in order for them to f- feel encouraged and, and them to uh, that's attend. Really, that's really good. I noticed that in the flyer that it's free for the youth. And if the family wants to go, that's that's wonderful too as well. We, we would need chaperones uh, as well. So it's one of the things that we're trying to promote is getting buses. So we were able to sponsor. Uh, let's give the date first. Oh, yes. So it's going to be January 21st. Saturday. Which is a Saturday. Uh, the buses are leaving from St. Lawrence mm-hmm. in North Highlands. North Highlands. Yeah. We're going to start with Mass at 8 a.m. And then after Mass, we're departing from the parish. So we're looking at roughly around 8.45. If people can attend Mass, they could just arrive in order for us to uh, to depart on time. Uh, what we're doing is, like I said, f- uh, free cost to the youth. And then for and young 18, adults. 18 and under. 18 and under. Anyone who's 18 and above, it's going to be $25. Okay. Uh, and they can visit our website in order for them to actually get uh, uh, to register, which would be www.scd.org slash WFL West Coast. Uh, and you, there's a registration link online that you could just uh, uh, register yourself and, and just talk to the point, uh, the point person at the parish in order to register uh, and, and make the payment if you need to. And if your birthday, your 18th birthday is January 21st, it's 12.50. It's 12.50. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably just honor the, the free. We'll honor the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the, my, uh, actually my uh, my son, our youngest, is uh, his 18th birthday is January 31st. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> He's got to pay full, full Full tariff, man. <laughs> he's he's going to find that out in a hurry. You know, it's like the the world the world changes when you it turn changes. Into, yeah, real everything. Fast. Yeah. The license, your they st- yeah, they everything. S- they start they start taking taxes out of your paycheck. Yes, they, they do. Yeah, I've always seen those videos where um, uh, they get their first paycheck and they see how much oh, it's taken off. That's it's it. Every single one of our children. Their first paycheck, they had they had it figured up. You know, whatever they were making an hour, it was always minimum wage. But mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, with the oldest, it was probably eight dollars an hour, and now it's after, as of January, it's fifteen I think fifty so, an yeah. hour. You know, and and they, they and they they you know okay, they worked fifteen hours last week after school. You know, at the grocery store, or, or we've got two kids that are working at a coffee shop. You know, and and they multiply it out, and. They're waiting for that check, <laughs> <laughs> and they say, there's about four different lines of stuff that's taken out, and they go, "I don't, I can get my money." <laughs> and then you question, "What is this? Where, where's this money going to?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that that's usually uh, it's a wonderful experience, but <laughs> that, that's when they get involved in politics. They look and they go, "Okay, where's that money going?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I, I do. I look. I say, "You see that road out there? 
mm-hmm. you're driving on it for free, or you think. But you think it just got built for free? Well, somewhere, either in your paycheck mm-hmm. or the gas tax or where, wherever it comes from or, or that school you're going to, you think, you think that was free? You know, or the whatever, whatever, you know, you think any of that was free? And uh, well, it seems like it's free. I said, no, you're paying for it. <laughs> or mom and dad are paying for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. It's good awareness. It's a good lesson, yeah. but it's a painful one. Yeah, because they were counting. On, they were counting on that money. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, twenty-five dollars. Twenty-five dollars. Eighteen. Free and if you're under eighteen. The program, how we have it set up, is we're we're leaving roughly around eight forty-five or nine, in order to get around uh, San Francisco at the Civic Plaza around eleven o'clock. Civic Civic Plaza, for those who have not been there, is it's stunning. It's surrounded by all these big, beautiful buildings, including City Hall. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, for for reasons unknown, the weather is almost always perfect. It is. If, if it does, it just sprinkles a little, a little bit, bit, but that's it. I've, I've been many times, and um, um, for for those, and there will be people who say, well, I, the whole family wants to go, but we're, we're going to take the bus. But maybe they're going to spend the night in the city before, or they're going to do something afterwards, uh, go out to dinner or something. Um there's a lot of parking right under the Civic Center, mm-hmm. uh, underground, but just right there. All you do is park your car and hike up the steps, and you are at the rally. Mm-hmm. And you think, oh, man, it must be just um, sold out. And it really isn't because so many people arrive at the rally by bus mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, other means, you know, city yeah, transportation, transportation or something, that it's really not a traffic jam at all. And there's there's always plenty of parking underneath of it. Uh, my kids and I have done that on a number of occasions and, and been stunned at how easy it was to just park right there. So, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's super accessible. But taking the bus is a great way to go. You don't have to worry about the traffic. You, and, and the bus just lets you off just right there, right at, right at the event. And then uh, one of the things that uh, the, the organization has planned is rally starts at 1230. So that mm-hmm. gives us some... Time to explore some of the booths. They usually have between, a, lot of, a lot of booths. Yeah, yeah, uh, from any different organizations. So I'm, I'm kind of surprised what they have this year because I know two years ago or three they had just a, a few, and as the well, pandemic COVID has come back, got, got the everything. We're, so we're, I'm kind of excited to see what they have this uh, this time around. And this is not. We should point out this is not strictly a Catholic event. No. it's a it's a it's a pro life event and. Uh, uh, it's a respect for life event, and uh, f- more than just dealing with the abortion issue, but with, you know, respect for life all the way through it in all phases of life. But and and uh, the thing that I always uh, am pleased with is seeing a lot of a lot of the kids, a lot of the youth groups will bring a, b- a banner from their, mm-hmm. their their parish or their youth group or something. They'll kind of march together with it very oh, yes. very very proudly. And some of those people are coming from. A long ways away. I, we we ran into some that were coming down from Washington State. Oh wow! You know, and they'd spent a couple of days on the road, and they sl- they sl- I think they slept in a parish basement in Medford. <laughs> you know, and, and on, on the way down, wow. people opened their homes to them in their parishes, and um, there's a lot of, a lot of camaraderie too. And it's I think it's good for the kids to see um, how how much support there is for this, mm-hmm. and and also to see the joy that people are bringing to this especially because uh, it's w- one of the issues that has uh 
really uh, been brought up in politics a lot. So having a perspective of testimony mm-hmm. uh, for, uh, for to be part of this, it's just hearing the other side because social media, right. uh, the news usually portrays only one portion of the story. Right. Uh, this is a great opportunity just to listen to the other side and, and see why as Christians, as, as, as Catholics, we, we support life. Right. And understanding uh, how everyone else who has gone through this process uh, at the end has understood why life is precious right. and they've converted. And, yeah, and, you know, and, and the, 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 the beauty, and I, I give, I give the organizers a lot of credit for this. This, this is not a, it's not a political rally. They don't mm-hmm. have, they don't have politicians speaking. They don't have, they have ordinary people speaking about their life experience. Basically, yeah. uh, once in a while, a, a minister, usually, uh, uh, the Archbishop of San Francisco, uh, currently Archbishop Cordelioni, will welcome the crowd, and and uh, I mean it's a very it's a very it is a very Catholic event, but it's not an official uh, event of the Catholic Church. But although pro- probably probably the vast majority there are are Catholic, but we 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 welcome all comers. No, yeah, everyone's welcome. And then after the rally, usually that's when the walk starts. Right. Uh, so we're expecting the walk to start roughly around one thirty, and then uh, we'll get to the finish line around three. And that's when uh, we go. We're heading back home roughly around three, three thirty. And the buses will meet you where the, where you finish. Mm-hmm. You know, Which is you don't have to hike back. You don't. You don't. Although there is a big line of buses that uh, it's waiting there, so trying to figure out which bus is yours. Yeah, th- well that's, a, that's the, <laughs> that's the, the hardest part of the whole event is remembering the number of your bus. Yes, oh, that looks like my bus. No, that looks like my bus. <laughs> no, there was one uh, one year where I went. Uh, the bus was supposed to be on one side, and it ended up being moved to the opposite side. Yeah, and half our group <laughs> went to the other side and. And they were super tired that they didn't want to go back to the other side. Oh, so yeah. we had to have them get a little um, uh, transportation, those people that are on the little yeah, bikes, yeah, yeah, to yeah. have them be dropped <laughs> off to the other side of that. The pedicycle. <laughs> we waited almost an hour just to oh, get wow. back uh, home. That's funny. You know, I've, I've ridden on various buses to this with various parishes and also driven once in a while we'll go down the night before or, or dr- drive with, with my family. But uh, some of the buses would advertise that we have the best food of any bus <laughs> in the Sacramento <laughs> Diocese. You know, we have more donuts. We have more whatever. And another bus, we prayed the rosary as, as we went yeah. down. You know, um, some of the buses had videos of you know of apparitions. Uh, it, was, it was just it was a different experience each one. I know, I think it was St. Peter's and Dixon. The the Knights of Columbus put on a big spaghetti feed when they got back. Oh wow! You know, which is another good idea. Yeah, you know, so there's there's just a lot of ways to uh, to to celebrate this. Yeah, but I, I remember one year we were we were actually broadcasting during the the walk, and it was a different route. The route now is flat. Mm-hmm. It's straight. It's just straight and Down flat. Down to Embarcadero, yeah. And but this was one. It went from from I mean, Justin Herman Plaza, and it went over to the Marina Green. Mm. And, okay. And there were there were hills, mm-hmm. and I suddenly realized, you know, about talking and chewing gum at the same time. This was talking while you're going uphill, 
it was hard. It is. <laughs> I'm huffing and puffing. Thank goodness I had a partner with me who was, he was, I'd, I'd hand the mic off to him, you know, and we took turns huffing and puffing and the guy <laughs> looking for an oxygen tank. Yeah. Because it was, it was, it was hard to keep a, 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 a continuous stream because you're on the radio. You can't mm -hmm. have dead air. So you got to keep talking. And you, you're hiking up these, some of these hills. I mean, they're, they they're level pretty off at the intersection yeah. and then they go up and then they level on. Whoa. Yeah. yeah, but now it's not nice and flat. And that, I'm not sure if that's the reason why they moved it. It may be because uh, uh, I know was, it was it a was struggle. A, I mean, it was a difficult route, and it was mm -hmm. it was a fairly long. I think it was about three miles. Yeah, it was. It was. I, this one's much shorter. And um, and and for for anybody that wonders, um, it's a it's a completely peaceful, happy. There's no contentious stuff going on. No. You know, it's it's fine. And even if there is uh, some opposition, I think it's a really small group, a handful of people. Well, that's you know, I've, I've, I've told the story before, and I know they, they they don't want you to engage, and that's fine. But it's the 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 few people that I've encountered uh, along the way that decided that this was something they didn't agree with. Um, I would rather they were out there than sitting in one of the restaurants eating a crab cocktail and going, oh, I wonder what that march is. It doesn't, doesn't affect me. You know, these, these people that are engaged, true. you know. And I remember talking to one guy who, he, he, had, he had yelled something at me that I said, no, I, I just got to go respond to this. You know, I just say, why would, you, why would you have said that? And we started talking. By the end of the time talking, it wasn't on the radio at the time, I mean, that, during that part mm -hmm. of the march, we exchanged phone numbers. Oh wow! You know, and I won't. I won't say that I necessarily converted him to my point of view, but I think I gave him a different perspective on it that that he maybe had respect for, uh, and maybe talked to his friends. And you never know the old pebble in the pond. Yeah. But interesting. Um, wow. You know, um, it's always the first step. At least this person is engaged in this issue, and so maybe at least we have your attention. Yes, which yeah. th that's something that I've noticed. It's it's been hard to have those conversations now because everyone just becomes indifferent, and when someone's indifferent, it's it's just hard to engage that person. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, you know, oh, have have your march. I don't care. It doesn't affect me. Mm -hmm. You know, and and one one of the reasons for a march is is a witness. You mm -hmm. know, like like well, how come there's Five hundred thousand people in Washington D.C. or or whatever it is in San Francisco, fifty thousand, hundred. You know the yeah. the the organizers all say it's this much, and, <laughs> and you try <laughs> the to say there everything were twenty five <laughs> people there, <laughs> a small gathering. You know, I I do remember um, um, having one of my daughters with me, and we were we were broadcasting, but not not my daughter, but but she was sitting with us, and it was b before the thing started, and so we were up. We weren't on the stage, but we were close, relatively close to the stage. And it's a big open area. It's a big, huge plaza, as you know. And and she stood up on a table to look out. So she was probably about 10 feet tall at that mm, time. Okay. And so she could really see it. And it was like, Dad, you, you don't know how many people are here. Like, because you, when you're in the middle of it, unless you're you're seven feet tall 
You could see it. If not, it's yeah. just you see you, the person you, you right next the to people, yeah. yeah. And and she said it's 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 unbelievable. Yeah. And she you know you could take a, a photo, and it was it was pretty, yeah pretty darn impressive. So. I remember one year when I was back uh, at DRE at uh, a parish in Oakland. Uh, a mother approached me and said, you know, I, I don't agree with this, but I'll go with my daughter. Mm. Uh, and the fact that she went not only to the mass, that was usually it's, her, it's right before uh, right. the walk. And then we we went to the walk. And the fact that she was there, having her there present, uh, I want to say by the end of the walk, she, she had, uh, there was a different look on her mm-hmm. than initially. Uh, and I was just glad for her to be there. And if at the end, if, that, if it's something that she still d- disagreed on, uh, that's fine. That's that's that was her opinion. That's that's what she believes. Uh, but the fact that she was willing to mm-hmm. allow her daughter to hear those testimonies right. for me, that that I was grateful because well, many it, people would say, "No, I don't want to take my daughter." Uh, and and the th- fact th- that she was open to it, it was amazing. Yeah, that's 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 a good story because I, I'm I'm a firm believer that that sort of personal personal testimony personal witness ordinary people um with a variety of issues with a variety of topics you people maybe you know people can say well i don't don't think that goes on or i don't think you know and Mm -hmm. we were talking the other day about sex trafficking yes and i wouldn't know what's going on i really wouldn't other than than hearing stories paying attention Mm-hmm. But I'm not, I'm not seeing it. It's apparently happening right, right before my eyes, you know. And but to hear the testimony, you go, wow. Or to go to the uh, bishop, we gotta go to maternity home dinner, and hear the testimony of these women and how they've been helped by the bishop, gotta go to maternity home. Yeah, is, is stuff that if you didn't go to that dinner, if you didn't hear that testimony, you wouldn't even know this place existed. Mm-hmm. You know, and. I, I think those those are the most powerful stories, and it tends to be what the walk for life. It, they don't just pick the best orators, or the best preacher, or uh, although Reverend Clenard Childress from New Jersey, I've always said that we have interviewed him a number of times before the march, and uh, <laughs> I've said that he doesn't need a microphone. He could he, he could stay loud. in New Jersey, and we'd hear him <laughs> in San Francisco, and and he's he's pretty dynamic, but but. But they don't. They don't. They they do a lot of, of living testimonials. They do, which, yeah. uh, which I think, can be more effective. Yeah, and, and make people maybe look at the issue a little bit different. But I'm glad to hear that your story about somebody, because, you know, preaching to the choir is not necessarily a bad thing. It's kind mm-hmm. of. Presumed to be a ba- not, not a bad thing, but an ineffective thing. Like, okay, everybody everybody here is already a believer, but. Preaching to the choir, as somebody so eloquently put it to me one time, trains leaders for the future. Oh, you know, interesting. Okay. It, you know, it was, it was a, a nice yeah. take on it. But it's also good when non-choir members are there, you know, to, to hear. And, and you know, because virtually every belief you have, you probably at one point in your life didn't have it. You might not have had a contrary belief. Mm-hmm. That's right. You you know until I got introduced to this issue, I it wasn't something that really crossed my mind because I was in a different generation. It wasn't it wasn't one of it wasn't one of the issues of the day, but when it became one of the issues of the day, um, there were all there's all kinds of noise from all and 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 
prior you didn't you didn't have an opinion because you didn't it wasn't an issue you were facing true and, okay. and so hearing hearing different sides it's you know it's important and at the end i mean going back to the whole testimony um that's what jesus did that's right so allowing that to actually uh to evangelize as a tool it just seems like if we stick to the basics we're going to be able to transmit something yeah. or transform people's lives during this process. That's one of the things that came up uh, as we were going through last year with Proposition 1. It, it was engaging those who were in the middle, who weren't in the yes or the no, and having that conversation. Many of them understood the proposition way different, but when they engaged one of the colleagues, uh, it's through that transformation mm -hmm. of talking and just being able to listen to what they had to say. Many of them actually jumped to 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 the uh, no to be against it. Yeah, I mean, it. It, it, to to me with that issue, and I, I I had the same frustration as as many other people had, is okay. Let's 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 put aside the issue here. Let's look at this as a as what's what's a good government thing. What's a good um, you know a good law to have. Mm -hmm. What's what's a, what are good things to have in the Constitution, and then let let's look at this from from that lens. Not through the lens is this about abortion? Is it going to lead to more abortions or fewer abortions? Or uh, leave that topic out of it because mm -hmm. it's so charged. Yeah. As soon as people hear it, they jump to one side or the other. Instead of saying, okay, is is this a good law? Is this is this something that that moves the ball forward or doesn't? And when you could engage people that way with an open mind, you're, you're right. A lot of people came over to yeah. the no side, but there were just too many. And, and I know that the, the people at the California Catholic Conference did just a, a yeoman's job of, of getting that word out. Um, but it still wasn't enough. And they, and they did pull over a lot of people. Mm -hmm. They did. Uh, but it, it's sort of like uh, we, and it, we haven't had it on the ballot for a while, but, but we used to get the parental notification. Oh yes, on the ballot, mm -hmm. and, and and the initial polls would always be it's going to pass in California, and it has passed in many states, but in California it would pass, and it's got closer and closer and closer, and the campaigns got cranked up, it always would go down to defeat, you know, and people just like oh no, oh, I, I, they're getting all this misinformation when when any parent sits down, no matter what side of the abortion issue they're on do you really want your 16 year old daughter to be able to leave school and go get an abortion and not only will the school not tell you they can't tell you mm -hmm. and you got to pick her up after school and she's not there well where is she they can't tell you or they have to lie to you she had a math exam. How'd she do? Um, I don't know. I uh, don't know. You're her teacher, and you don't know how she did on the math exam. And I'm her parent. You, you. They're not eighteen. To you're yes. they're, they're not eighteen. You're supposed to tell me how she did on the math exam. You know, I'm supposed to know those things because if she's failing, I'm her parent. I should help her. Mm -hmm. But like the nuance of it is, yeah, I guess maybe parent notification isn't such a bad thing. You know, but it it rarely gets that far. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, 
So um, how do people sign up for these buses? So uh, they could either call uh, Angelica Vega. She's a parish uh, contact. Her number is 916-752-8881. So that's three eights and then a one. Okay. Once again, it's 916-752-8881. Or you can visit our website, which is uh, www.scd.org slash WFL, which stands for Walk for Life, West Coast. Uh, and then there's a registration link online as well. Great. And uh, Moises, again, it's uh, leaves us from St. Lawrence in, in mm-hmm. North Highlands, great parish in North Highlands. Wonderful Highlands. one. Yeah, very good. Thanks for all you do. And, no, thank you, Bob. Uh, I'll send you a bunch of kids who were born on January 21st. <laughs> 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 no, that's great. That's great. And it's free. 18 it's and under free. are free. That's great. That's really, that's, real, that's really great. I mean, that's, a, that's you know, it's expensive to rent buses and mm-hmm. things. So it's, it, it makes it real convenient for, for a lot of people. So, well, that's going to do it for us for today. Thanks for listening. God bless everyone. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the Mercy Foundation, enriching lives in the Sacramento region through Sisters of Mercy Ministries in health care, education, housing, and the care for the poor and elderly. For the Mercy Foundation, philanthropy is one of the most powerful expressions of compassion and love. Just as many people in our community need a hand, countless others are reaching out to them with comfort and hope. You can express your care and concern for the less fortunate with a gift to the Mercy Foundation. Uh, You can give them a call, 916-851-2700. That's 916-851-2700. And you can be confident that fully 100% of your contribution will support the Sisters of of Mercy Ministry or ministries that you choose. And what a wonderful treasure Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts has been for all of us here in the diocese as they uh, uh, transition uh, into uh, uh, new ownership and management. Uh, They continue to offer wonderful workshops, wonderful uh, uh, resources for the Catholic community throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Not only does Easter's provide a wide array of Catholic books, both current releases and longtime classics, but they also sponsor a number of valuable workshops and lectures throughout the year. They're, they're located at 6916 Sunrise Boulevard in Citrus Heights. Give them a call, 916-338-7272. We also receive a generous underwriting support by Crumley & Associates, a private wealth advisory practice of AmeriPrize Financial Services. If you have questions about retirement, Crumley & Associates can help you with their confident retirement approach that can help define a clear roadmap to get you where you want to go. You can uh, contact them, get all the details at Crumley & Associates, 7956 California Avenue in Fair Oaks. They're at 916-638-4600. That's 916-638-4600. Four six zero zero, and we uh, are, are certainly uh, appreciative of the uh, fine and uh, long-standing support of the Mercy Foundation, of Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts, and of Crumley and Associates. Sure by now, God, you would have reached down and 
dark tears away Stepped in and saved the day But once again I say amen And it's still raining As the thunder rolls I barely hear you whisper through the rain I'm with you And as your mercy falls I raise my hands And praise the God who gives And takes away 